0: Hello, this is Brett Dilma, the Illinois head football coach, and you're listening to Illini Guys, Sports Big
1: You know, it's a rare and exclusive club. Teams that were top four seeds each of the last two NCAA tournaments with a conference regular season title and conference tournament championship on their resume. Illinois is one of that very select group, and even though it didn't come out in the end the way you would have liked, there's no question there's gains. Uh, made and I thought Brad Underwood guys made it made a, an interesting point too when he said that you know last year the team really had a chip on their shoulder and worked really kind of worked overtime because they wanted to prove with the uh, the tournament championship that they were the best team in the Big Ten and not quite the same this time uh, let's start to look ahead now after uh, they make the round of 32 exits and uh, and heading now toward the offseason and, and starting to build for next year um we we know most of the guys staying there's still probably a couple of wild cards that may leave we'll see what happens but um as it stands right now this weekend name a player do you think um makes the biggest jump here over the summer into next season
2: well i'm gonna go with rj melendez i think rj melendez is the guy that has that upside to be um that wing slasher Um, RJ had a, just a fantastic freshman season in limited minutes. Then he got derailed by it starts coming on and he gets an appendicitis who gets an appendicitis. But anyway, um, you know, he finishes shooting, you know, 56% from two 85% from the line, 60% from three. He rebounds the ball. He just a little bit of everything, just fantastic freshman year. When you look at it overall, even in limited action. So I think he's the guy uh, primed to make a big jump and be the piece that Illinois hasn't had. Uh, For quite some time, a 6'7 wing that can fill it up.
3: Yeah, and I I think Coleman Hawkins is poised to get better. You know, uh, more work in the weight room. I don't know that he's ever going to be a big guy, but he can be a strong guy, Um, you know, as proven by DeMonte Williams. But, you you know, he has the opportunity to get that three ball shooting a little bit more accurate. And at 6'10 with his incredible athleticism, if people have to go out and guard him at 20 feet, Um, his ball handling and ability to get up in the air could make him really a challenge defensively for other teams and make Illinois' offense much tougher to defend.
1: Um, You guys took my first two choices. I'm going to go a little bit different and a little different tact here. Um, I'm going to uh, believe that Brad Underwood and Andre Corbello decide it's best for Andre Corbello to stay all those rumors that he may look to leave elsewhere. And I mean, it's certainly possible, but I think that, you know, there's, you know, he would be awesome for this team. And I think he gets back to being healthy, having a full, um, you know, at this point, you know, six, seven months to recover. And that's my, um, I'll, I'll take that tact. How's that? How's that? Um, What if we're all right, that would be good, right? It
3: would be let's throw Kofi Kofi in there. You know, now he's going to be passing out of double teams and making
2: free throws. What would he, how would he, so we want, we need more from Kofi 21 I know, I and know. 21 and 11 is not enough. We need more. <laughs> we need 26 him to it and 16 <laughs> in, in if you're, 26 and 16 in less than 30 minutes.
1: Yeah. Let's go exactly. <laughs> Play less time. That's right. That's right. Well, uh great season behind us. So what's, what's one performance that steps out that sticks out to you guys uh, from the 2021, 22 season.
2: Yeah. You, know, you always look at it. Like if you can beat Missouri, that's always fun. And Illinois route of Missouri brain Wright's game was so much fun, but I think the moment for me is still the Iowa game, you know, winning the big 10 on your home court, the confetti coming down the the fans rushing the floor. I mean, that was just a party, you know I mean? And, and it was just a lot of fun and you beat a team that was hot at the time in Iowa. So and think they, they would go on and win the big 10 tournaments. So they were pretty, pretty, uh, they were clicking right then. So I, I think that's the moment, but I always look back. I thought they were playing their best ball in December and the Missouri games in that range with Minnesota at Iowa and some of those games. I thought that's when they were clicking the best, even um, early into January. So, but yeah,
3: no. And, and, and I would go with a moment that was off the court that nobody saw until uh, Anthony zealous of the news Gazette took that picture of uh, Whitman hugging Frazier Mm. And when that that thing really hit me, because you can see uh, a little bit of the shoulder wrap that Frazier had to wear all year because of a torn labrum. And and you, you, you think to yourself, the, the kid played over a thousand minutes this year with a torn labrum. Never complained, never used it as an excuse. And you saw the family atmosphere as the two hugged. It was one of the more incredible moments that I've had in sports and I didn't really see it, but it was captured by that fantastic uh, picture by uh, Anthony Zillis. And, and, you know, it, it's pretty amazing uh, to me. That really stands for what Illinois is under Josh Whitman.
1: Those are two great moments. Um, I like the Iowa game as well. And, and Brad, you mentioned it, that it's, it's not often you get a chance to have that kind of celebration on your home court and I, when I think about seeing the video of all the players after the telecast had already gone off, and Brad, I know you were there, and to see all the players go up and Underwood go up and to do it at home. And that's the thing is that last year you, you win the Big Ten tournament title, but it was at Indianapolis and there were no fans and it just was a different atmosphere. But to have all that and the fans there um, is one of those moments just, I think, would just, uh, you know, would just really, um, it's going to be iconic. It's going to be special. There's, there's no question. We've got so much uh, more still to talk about. We're going to get more into the Illini basketball. The roundtable coming up, we'll have Matt uh, Stevens and Kendrick Prince join us here a moment. We'll talk uh, not just the men's, but also the women's. Going to you know, get in some conversations here. I know Matt spent some time with Shauna Green this week, and want to hear more about that. I know, Brad, you, you've talked to her as well. Um, that is on the way as we are still uh, just getting started here in hour number two of your favorite sports show on the dial, the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular powered by
4: Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com.
1: When life gets hectic, you need health care that's easy. You need OSF On-Call Urgent Care. With OSF On-Call Urgent Care, we make it easy to get affordable, quick, convenient care for minor illnesses and injuries when and where you need it. Walk in for care 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even on holidays. 24-7, 365 virtual care options means we're always on, just like you. Visit osfoncall.org slash care to find a clinic near you or to start a virtual visit. Well, the offseason is officially upon us. The line of basketball goes from coaching and playing to wooing and recruiting with both teams. That's wooing and recruiting for the uninitiated. Let's talk about it. Brad and Mike are still here, joined by Kedrick Prince, Director of Recruiting And our Matt Stevens joins us yet again, part of our team in Pittsburgh last week at the NCAA tournament coverage. And uh, Matt also interviewed Shauna Green earlier this week. Fellas, let's start with uh, Pittsburgh and and the games there. Uh, We talked again about how um, it would have been important for this team to try to get a couple of wins and reach that Sweet 16 in terms of more eyeballs, more people talking about you. That didn't happen, but still, I thought Coach Underwood was fantastic in the locker room later when he reminded everyone not to hang your heads because you guys are Big Ten champions.
2: Yeah, it's something, you know, it's one of those things where in in 20, and he mentioned in 20 years, it's going to be those guys that are going to be back celebrating their Big 10 championship and in talking about all the old times and, um, you know, remembering when they used to be able to dunk and now they can't and things like that. So um, it's that, uh, but yeah, I I think it's great. I think it's hard in the moment to put everything in perspective. When you get some time away and you get a few days, you realize, you know, we did something, we did something special here. We got this program back on the map where it should be. And, and, and now, now we left a legacy.
3: Yeah. And and you really have to look at that establishment of the culture and really with the, the unique five year careers that DeMonte and uh, Trent Frazier had it, they really have left their fingerprints on the program much larger than their points per game, will ever show and, and they have to be so proud of that.
0: Well, for me, just looking at it, you know, um, from where they were kind of like, you know, Mike and and Brad Mitchell from where they were to where they are today, you know, you got to put the, you know, put on the pedal and you just have to keep moving forward. I think they're in a position right now to where they've established themselves and, They have a culture that Brad's talked about. He talked about having good guys in the locker room. And, you know, when recruits come on campus, recruits have to sell what the program is. And something I learned, you know, this week was the staff really, really, you know, they allow the kids to be with the recruits because the coaches are always going to tell them the right thing. But it's just nice to have the recruits talk to the players to give them a really good feel for where they are. I'm a big believer. The program succeeds by the, the, the players you bring in. So I think they've done a good job with that. Now you just got to continue to move forward.
5: I keep thinking about Chester Frazier and I'm, sturdy. might be able to correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I don't think he ever won a big 10 title as a player. And I think he looks at what Trent Frazier and Demonte Williams are, um, were able to accomplish as players and know, yeah, that, that that reunion dinner is going to happen for them because they they put up a banner that says Big Ten Champs. And Chester never got a chance to do that. And that's not to say that Chester didn't have a darn good career at Illinois because she sure did. But their career gets highlighted. Those two gentlemen, Trent Frazier and Demonte Williams' career, gets highlighted by the idea that they put up a banner at State Farm Center and not a whole lot of teams in Illinois history have been able to do that. And, and I, I think that it, it, it is the great selling point and, and foundational piece for Brad Underwood continued rebuild here of Illinois basketball into a championship contender each and every year.
1: Yeah. I, I think the program is, is in, in great shape right now. I want to talk to you guys because the four of you all um, approach this team from a different perspective. Um, each one of you, um, you all you know, live in four different towns. You have uh, you do four different things in terms of your day job. And, and so your experiences are different. And I'd like to know kind of in, in your own words, you know, where you think of, where does this team go from here in terms of, we know what's been accomplished. We've talked about that, uh, but what's ahead, not just in the next couple of weeks, but the next few months and, and until they open practice in October, um, what needs to be done?
2: You know, it's interesting. This team accomplished a, a great deal, winning a big 10 title. Like, And, and I actually, I was talking to the assistant coaches afterwards. I told them, I said, winning a big 10. That's a big deal. You, what you guys did was, was special, but the one thing they have to do is they have to upgrade the talent now um, with the transfer portal. These guys are great. I mean, DeMonte Trent are just amazing guys and people and they play so hard, but like we talked about, w- like we talked about with DeMonte, he's six foot two, six foot three. And he has to guard six, 10 guys. We need six nine, six ten. 10. You know, you need more length. You need more athleticism. You need more guys that can do these things. And, And so these are the kind of things they have to upgrade the roster and and the talent level to get because what they've done is amazing with what they have and what the what these kids did was was special. But now you got to get a little bit more talent to to take that next step, I think.
3: Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that because you have to raise the ceiling of the team. And to be honest with you, this team accomplished like pound for pound more than they probably should have when you add that laundry list that Larry has of all the obstacles that came at this team. But what they need is to elevate that ceiling because the teams that, that gave them the most trouble are the ones that could put a six, five guy out at the guard position. And they put a couple of them out there and they have the longer wings. So Illinois has got to grab those type of guys and, and move forward and upgrade in that thing but they need to keep the heart of a champion. And that's what that's what beats inside of DeMonte Williams and Trent Frazier. So uh, the, the coaches have to also find that trait as well.
0: Well, I don't want to like, duplicate what Brad and Mike said, um, but you're right, Larry. Like, I see it from a different standpoint. And, you know, I had a real good conversation with a couple of the coaches this week too. And they kind of enlightened me with something that I never really thought about. And one of the things was, Look at this roster, and we all talk about them upgrading the roster. How important it is, but put it in perspective. You had Demonte Williams, a fifth-year senior who averaged three or four points a game. Then you had a guy, a transfer from a Division three school in Austin Hutcherson who never really played Division one basketball. Then you had a guy from you know Jacob Granison from Holy Cross, another guy out there who hadn't played Big Ten basketball, and you are counting heavy minutes on all these guys. These kids were coming in and we all expected until Austin got hurt big minutes. But this if you look at the roster and then Trent was hurt and then things that Carbello went through, this team, you know, you talk to the coaches, they'll tell you, look at it, they were lucky to win 20 basketball games. Yeah, you had, you know, you had a you know a, a small version of Shaq in the middle. But when you look at it and put it in perspective like that, and the roster, you know, and you have Plumber coming in trying to learn a system in one year. It is. They did an amazing job. But I think now looking at the Houston and you look at what Iowa has and Murray and, you know, and all these other teams with six, four, six, five, six, seven guys, that roster is going to look different. It's going to look positive. People don't think this staff knows what they're doing. They know what they need. They've done it. They did a wonderful job, in my personal opinion, with what I just said and won those games and won the Big Ten title with it.
5: I keep going back to the idea that – I said it after the game in Pittsburgh. Who are the glue guys going to be? Because that's what Demonte Williams was. Trent Frazier took – quoting Brad Underwood, took your soul on defense. I mean, who are those guys that are going to be that are going to sacrifice themselves and say – I can get on the floor for 20 minutes just doing exactly what Coach Underwood wants me to do, which is dive on the floor for loose balls, play defense, clean up the glass, do all of those things that, that aren't going to get me on Center, that aren't going to get me on those highlight reels. Who are those guys going to be? I think Luke Goody has all of those abilities to be able to put those um, attributes together and get on the floor a whole bunch. But who are those guys going to be? Because that's who DeMonte Williams was, and for a large portion, that was who Trent Frazier was. I can't wait to figure out who those guys are going to be for
1: this team. Yeah, it'd be exciting to watch, uh, Brad. Before we move on to the the ladies, your thoughts? Who who is your pick for the the glue guys next season?
2: Yeah, I, I think Luke Goody is the is the guy who can step in there. I, I think Brandon Podzemski, he is that guy too. Although you know he knocks down shots. He's got that toughness uh, to him where he's not afraid to get in there. You saw that in the limited minutes that he got. So I think those are a couple of guys in that freshman class who could really be those guys to just fill a role and bring that toughness and, and push everybody else every day in practice moving
1: forward. Yeah, I got one more question for Brad before we move on to the ladies. You wrote on IlliniGuys.com this week that Jacob Grandison probably moves on, but it seems that there is that slight chance that maybe if there's an NIL deal out there Grandy can maybe come back. He He's, he's, he's graduated. I mean, he's, and he's an older guy, but he does have that one COVID year that he can come back. What are the chances we can maybe see Grandy one more year? Mr. California cool.
2: I think if you'd, asked, if you'd asked this three weeks ago, the answer was Jacob Grandison was going to move on. But after the injury and the not a, and the inability to finish the season the way he wanted to finish it and the way he wanted to go out, I think there's been a little bit of a change in his mindset. Like, maybe I, I don't want to go out that way. I might want to stick around and give it another shot. So we'll see what happens. Um, but, you know, he's obviously got that option. and he would he, And Underwood called him the maestro of the offense, the guy who got everybody in the right place. So... Anytime you can bring Maestro back, that's a good thing, all right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. We talked about on the Eye on the Illini podcast, which we uh, encourage everyone to listen to. It was some really good stuff. Uh, Mike did such a great job orchestrating that. He's our Maestro on those podcasts, talking about in terms of, again, how this Illinois offense really struggled those last three games. Those were three games that either Jake missed or Again, was limited in in his play. Let's turn now to the, the ladies and and the big head coach. I want to I want to start now with with Matt because he was there this week when and actually spent some time talking to uh, Coach Green and then we everyone else's uh, uh, comments. Shauna Green coming in from Dayton, tenth head coach in the program history. Uh, Matt, what's your takeaway on this hire?
5: Guys, my takeaway is that with everybody that I've talked to um, nationally and would consider themselves a women's college basketball expert. The vibe that I'm getting is the same vibe as when Josh Underwood got off the plane in March of 2018 with Brad Underwood. And the vibe is, I can't believe Illinois pulled this off from a lot of people who would consider themselves college bas- women's college basketball experts and national experts around the scene. And the reason they can't believe it is because Shauna had things rocking and rolling and, and, and at Dayton, which has enormous resources for basketball and they love their basketball and she could have kept that going. And she decides to undertake this massive challenge of rebuilding Illinois basketball in the Big Ten Conference. And the reason she did it was because the facilities, as experts have told me, the facilities are there. The resources are there. The name, image and likeness money is there. And don't think that that's not a big deal for women's college basketball, too, because it is. And the the only thing that was missing was a big time coach who could win at, at a big level. Well, Dayton is a big time college basketball program. And Shauna thinks that she can just bring exactly what she's brought to Dayton, to Illinois. And that's recruiting success. And that's on court success as well. Um, and then it's, it's attended success as well at State Farm Center. She believes she can bring all of that to Illinois. And she wants to take that challenge. The thing that struck me, guys, quickly is that she has turned down other Power Five conference head coaching job opportunities. She's had them the last couple of years. Josh Whitman was the, was the X factor here that sold her on the idea that Illinois women's basketball should be as good as Illinois men's basketball. And Shauna feels like she's the figure that can make that all come together.
0: Well, I'll, I'll tell you from, from my standpoint, I'm kind of a lucky situation. You know, I got to interview her this week and it was, it was really hectic. I mean, she was on ESPN radio and talking to this person, that person. And, you know, and one of the things she shared with me, and you know, I'm gonna give a plug to our, our our site. I I was able to do a one-on-one interview with her, and one of the things she told me right away was that she's gonna tackle recruiting. She's gonna to talk to her players, though the ones that are in the transfer portal, and she's gonna hit the ground hard with recruiting. In the Quad City area, there's three or four freshmen that already have division one basketball recruits. And one of the things we talked about, she was like, Kedrick, we got to change that to get these kids to come here. And she said, that's why Iowa's was so successful. You got to get those kids when they're on campus, when they're, you know, people may laugh at this, but she said when they're, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, because that's what Iowa does. Then you grow up loving the program and wanting to be a part of it. Cause those freshmen that I just mentioned, all of them have offers from Iowa and Iowa state. And one has one from Michigan, but they have that Iowa tied to it. And she wants to do that with Illinois. We talked about how Brett Bielema and Brad Underwood has done a good job of kind of lock down the state. She knows she's going to have to go outside the state to get recruits to come here. But, you know, Matt mentioned, you know, um, Josh Whitman. I'm going to tell you another key factor in what she told me that sold her on the job was Brad Underwood. You know, him in a tournament game and Brad's calling her the night of a tournament game when he loses. That's impressive no matter how you look at it. And she mentioned the fact she knows, you know, being from the Quad Cities, the whole Illinois-Iowa thing and what the Illinois women's program has been, there's, they've struggled, but she said that's, that's not going to happen. She's guaranteeing that this is going to be different. People just need to be patient with her. And from a an nexus and a no standpoint, I've talked to other coaches. You know, one was with her when she was at Lawrence. They're not surprised by how good she is and what she's going
3: to do. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they had an opportunity here to upgrade the program. You need to get the Brad Underwood, you know, type of women's coaches. And I think they've got somebody who has that same uh, determination to build up the program. And I think for the first time in a long time, people see a light at the end of the tunnel. And let's, let's give her some time. I think she'll produce very similar to the way Brad Underwood did.
2: I was, I always look at these hires and, and you know, I, I think we, no matter how bad we think the Illinois basketball program, has, Illinois women's basketball program has been, it's probably worse than, than we can imagine. They have really struggled for a long, long time um, since Teresa Grintz was there. Now, the one thing I always look at about when we hire, a, when Illinois hires a coach, we look at a coach coaching hire. I look at how they did in conference play. That's why I love the Brad Underwood hire, and I wasn't quite as sold on the John Gross hire. It's because they weren't successful. She has been dominant in her conference in the conference season. That tells me that's scouting, that's scheming, that's that's uh, the ability to uh, make adjustments from the first time to the second time you play a team. I I look at that kind of coaching acumen, and I think she's got a chance to win at Illinois. I don't know that we've said that for a while. So, and she also has, you know, recruiting is the most important part. She has recruiting ties in the area already. So she's going to be able to get some players um, that can come in and play.
1: Yeah. She grew up in the Quad Cities area, a lot like uh, in the same, not that far from Brett Bielema uh, also grew up in Prophetstown. So yeah, great stuff there. And I think again, some excitement there, three time to Brad's point, three time Atlantic 10 conference coach of the year um averages as we, as we said last hour 20 wins per season her six years at date and now she comes in and and um we'll get Adelia McKenzie's thoughts on this in a couple minutes here she's going to join us here a bit later this hour hey uh Matt we say thanks you know you hung out a little bit longer we'll talk with you next week thanks so much to you um to Kedrick we say hang on and get that lasso untangled Ked's recruiting roundup is next and he'll explain to us why the sky is the limit for Brad Underwood's Illini here on the Illini Guys Radio Network <laughs>
6: Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini member FDIC.
0: I'm Kofi Coburn. When it comes to facing my opponents on the basketball court, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care.
5: That's right, Kofi. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgent care.
6: You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio.
1: You know, some of us log miles on our cars. Ked has been putting some miles on his trusty horse. Do we ever figure out what the name of the horse? Well, that's for another time. Ked's Recruiting Roundup. Kedrick Prince, Guys Director of Recruiting. Always, uh, we appreciate uh, him, uh, you know, Rolling along with my jokes here, we always make fun of him and, and he's a good sport. Hey, we said that Matt left, but actually Matt was talking to us in the break. And so uh, he hung out and we're going to talk a little football. So uh, Matt stays and Ked, uh, uh, welcome back. Glad you're still with us. Uh, welcome to to the to your own segment.
3: Yeah, Ked, before, before you get uh, going here, Ked, there's a few things that I love to hear. And the fact that Notre Dame and Iowa got beat are some of the best things. Can you tell me, uh, for Fagan, who did the Illini beat to get his commitment? Well, first, uh, got to find a name for my horsey, for,
0: for Larry. <laughs> so I five star.
2: Just go with five star. <laughs> I'll tell you There's what. Your horse. My horse is five star.
0: <laughs> I like that, Bradley. I'll tell you what, it, it, Mike, you're exactly right. I mean, to beat out guys like Notre Dame, Iowa, Michigan, this, I mean, think about where Illinois football has been and, and where they're going. And the, the first commitment, they come out in 23 with a bang. That is just, it's huge. And what I know what the Illinois fans are thinking, they're you know, because you read some of the comments that Iowa fans saw, we didn't really want them. When you get a stud like that or stallion like that, that is a huge momentum, you know, for Illinois. And I can tell Illinois fans, this isn't done. You know, you got a big commitment. And, you know, I did my podcast talking to Antoine Hayden. And if you listen to it, he made it really clear there's going to be some more good news coming up in the class of 23. And I'll tell you what, these kids from the state of Illinois in 23 – they're not running from Illinois anymore. So that was huge. It's good for the football program. And it's a statement getter is what I think.
5: Gentlemen, I, uh, from what I understand, when you want to do a job, you go and you look at how the best people do it. So when we have a director of recruiting, uh, named Kedrick Prince, I, I, I tried to do exactly what he would do on, on my trip to Arthur. And so I made a beeline for mom and Jen, Jennifer Feagan was, uh, a, uh, Uh, more than happy to tell me why Illinois beat Notre Dame, why they beat Iowa and why they beat Michigan. And all three of those visits for her son were shows. They were reality shows. They were, they were these production, movie productions, you know, that, that, that were disguised as recruiting visits. Uh, The Illinois visit was a family dinner and that's how she described it. And, They put all of their trust into this coaching staff and specifically Brett Bielema, and she specifically said, I wanted my son at home, and I wanted my son with somebody I trust. So Illinois and Brett Bielema was the exact equation that Jennifer Fagan wanted for her son, and that's why a four-star kid has ended up at Illinois and and probably the bell cow of of the 2023 class.
1: Well, when in doubt, uh, go for the mom. Uh, Matt, good job. You did Kendrick Kedrick has taught you well. Hey, no. let's, let's go. <laughs> Kedrick's the jet, the Jedi
3: master of that. <laughs> let's, let's I'm jealous, it. man. Exactly.
1: No, Matt, he he got the curb, Matt. Laser beam. He's <laughs> like, he's Mom. telling,
3: you know, he's telling Matt, Matt, these are not the moms you're looking for. <laughs>
1: let's uh, <laughs> Let's get let's get to basketball. Um, hey, big name now, the kind of the next big name we're looking at in, in basketball. Is, uh, is is Ken Sky Clark? Um, this a lot of buzz right now. He decommitted from Kentucky, and a lot of Illinois buzz around this young man. There is, um, there's been a connection there with assistant
0: coach Tim Anderson, and you know, from my understanding, and you know, talking to his people in his camp, you know, this was a big IOD sumo sale, um, and what I mean by that, you know. Let's face it, a lot of these kids want to get better. They want to play in the NBA, and Brad Underwood and his staff, they've proven that they can put a guy in the NBA and be successful. So there's a lot of buzz there with Illinois, and there's going to be some other schools, obviously, that are going to try to pursue this kid. He's a five-star kid, top 30 recruit, who can shoot it. He's strong, he's very athletic, and he brings another dimension, you know, to Illinois that they don't have on their roster. I mean, it's kind of like Iowa you know, I don't know how well he is as as far as, like, his mentality like Iowa, but his game, he's a difference maker, and that's what they need. If you look at the the game they lost against Houston, they need a player like that, so Illinois is in good shape with him, and hopefully you know, in a a few weeks you know, they'll be able to land this kid.
2: Yeah, Clark will be playing, uh, you can watch him play, he's going to be on ESPN networks um, for in the Geico Nationals um, playing for Montverde. Um, He's a the one thing, the only, the only kind of holdback right now for him is that he's coming off a torn ACL and he came back early. And so people are, you know, kind of questioning if he's back 100%. But, you know, from the film I've seen of him of late, he looks really, really good. And, and he'd be a dynamic addition to this uh, Illinois squad. And another guy who can handle the ball, um, get to the rim, finish, and also shoot the three. So be a great addition if they can lock him up. The uh, the other thing, the other big thing, of course, is going to be the transfer portal. Uh, Illinois is really kind of put 20 2023 recruiting on hold for here for a few weeks. I mean, there's still recruiting guys, but as far as trying to lock a guy up, they're waiting to see who they're going to get in the transfer portal and who's going to become available because you only have so many scholarships and you got to figure out what you're going to do. And so it's going to be very, very interesting. Ken, what do you, what do you think they're looking for from the transfer portal?
0: Well, I'll tell you what, you know. A lot of that's going to depend, Brad, who leads, because every year, I mean, somebody surprises you. I mean, you go back to last year with Adam Miller. He posted on social media that he was excited and looking forward to make sure. And then two days later, he entered the transfer portal. So it's kind of hard to say. I know from talking, you know, you know, to the guys on the staff, they're going to be aggressive. And they're going to cover every ground because you don't know what Kofi's going to do. You don't know what Cabello's going to do. So they need continue to need shooters, but I know they like to add some more you know, size on the wing as well. So having said that, it's very, very possible that they're going to pursue a lot of the guys. But depending upon how those meetings go with the team is
1: what they're going to look for on the transfer portal. That's pretty impressive. And let's keep this in mind that one year ago this weekend, Illinois fans had never heard of a guy named Alfonso Plummer and yet he comes on and um, you know ties some school records and ends up being third-team All-Big Ten and was a big part of this team's success this year. Hey, Ked, um, okay, you and Five Star, be safe getting back home, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Kedrick Prince, director of Recruiting for recruitingforatlantiguys.com, and uh, there, there's a mom somewhere waiting for Kedrick to text her just to say hi because he cares. Uh, We will talk with the Fighting Illini women's basketball star Adelia McKenzie. She's the Illini gal. Get her thoughts on her new coach, Shauna Green. (laughs) My kid's going to punch me. This is the Sports Spectacular powered by IlliniGuys.com.
4: Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it. If your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you, too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com.
6: At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future, and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and is much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at Busey Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini.
1: Guess who's back from the land of 10,000 lakes, Adelia McKenzie, the Illini gal star guard of the fighting Illini women's basketball team stopping by here in the sports spectacular as she does every week. Um, hey, uh, Adelia, big news this week. Shauna green coming over from Dayton as your new head coach. Uh, tell us your first impression.
7: Um, it's a, it's really exciting. Um, I'm actually glad that they chose her to be our coach. She has a great history of success, but talking to her, I had a meeting on her today and just, I love her mentality and what she wants to do for the program.
2: Adelia, as you go, it's obviously difficult when you see your, you know, you have the coaches that recruited you and, and you get that, you get a new coach is, but does it give you maybe a little bit of i I don't know, maybe a little bit more drive. You're like, I got to go show and prove something to this new coach who doesn't know me from Adam
7: yeah it does I kind of see it as freshman year all over again like I have to come in and prove myself and she hasn't seen me play like in person so I know it just motivates me to just play hard and basically do what I've been doing and just show her like my game and stuff
3: so is it something where you're really curious to see what the off-season workouts are going to look like did you have any discussions on that so that you could kind of compare maybe to how you got prepared for your, uh, you know, for the, for at last year, this time.
7: Yeah. Uh, right now um, they're trying to figure out workouts and the dates and stuff, but most likely it'll start next week or maybe the week after that. But I'm excited for that to see how that's going to be and just see how my development will be in the team's development.
1: Talking to Adelia McKenzie here on the Atlanta guys sports spectacular freshman guard, soon to be a sophomore guard. Uh, you're no longer the new kid on the block. Although, like you said, you've got to kind of prove yourself now um, to the new coach. What have those conversations been like um, in the past? couple I know she was just uh, introduced a couple days ago um, among those of you on the team. I, I know there are some players have entered the transfer portal. And, and so that re-recruitment of those players will continue. But you mentioned before that, that you were going to work on um, your teammates to try to keep them, Uh, Around So what have these conversations been like now that the the decision has been made?
7: I know that all of my teammates like her so far and like what she's about. But I think I'm not really sure where people are leaning towards now because I think it's kind of like, oh, now we have a good coach coming in and it's going to be change. And that's just what I believe in. I'm not sure where people are leaning towards, but hopefully they stay. But I think they should because I believe in what Coach Green believes in.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, Coach Green's been uh, – while Sean has been wildly successful um, at Dayton. Had a, you know, great conference record especially. Is that, you know, looking at the way the conference has gone for you guys last couple of years – does that kind of you kind of look at it and say hey, th- we got a chance to win something here. This is a this coach is a winner and it may take a, a year or two but we got a chance to put something together where we can compete in the Big 10.
7: Yes, that's exactly how I feel. It's like we really haven't had years of success and it's just like we have this coach who has in at the D1 level and we just know that it's going to come it's going to come to us like coach uh, Green said that it won't happen the next day. It won't happen in a week, but it will happen. And that's what just gave me confidence. Just like She didn't say it might happen. She said it will happen. So having her and her having that success, and I know she doesn't want to come and lose. So knowing that, it puts a lot of excitement in.
3: Yeah, when is it exciting for you as a player um, to think that, hey, I could be – Part of the DeMonte Williams, the Trent Frazier, you know, IO or Kofi, you could be one of the people who builds that foundation for the program for the next 20 years. What, how does that make you feel?
7: That's actually like one of my goals. I always like look at the men's team, like they were basically like us, like they weren't really looked at. And now they're one of the best teams in the country. I'm like, we can do the same thing. And now that, the opportunity to be there is, has came to us. I just, it just drives me and I would love to be a part of that process.
1: We, we saw last week, the men's team losing earlier than, than they planned, but to your point um, boy, they really have accomplished a lot and and where this program is now is certainly where it um, um, you know, it, it, it was not always that way. And they were the team that had to set the school record for most, most losses at a season, not long ago. Um, as you watch them, and of course we talked here in the show last week that you were rooting for them as they went into Pittsburgh and and um, and played the tournament games. Um, how much do you take from as Mike was mentioning in terms of what they do? Um, you know, I I really appreciated Coach Green saying that you know the guys call themselves everyday guys. Well, she says let's be everyday women, and it sounds like you can hear in your voice the enthusiasm. You've never lost that enthusiasm, um, even with the ups and downs of uh, of this season and and now here in the off season.
7: Yeah, I just always look to, like, the progress, to success. And looking at the men's team, they lost games, but at the end of the day, the next day they came back and worked hard, and I'm winning the next game. It's just all about staying locked in and, like, how the men is, everyday guys. We got to be everyday women. So I actually strive to be consistent in the everyday gal, the gal.
2: (laughs) The Alina gal. The Atlanta gal. Hey, it. I, I got it. So uh, do you, do you know her stance on deodorant? I mean, how does that work? <laughs> I got mean, it. Like, I got it. Is there, is there like a stance there with the new coach? Did you get to break that? You know, talk to her about that.
7: No, I haven't talked about it yet. Hopefully I don't forget, <laughs> but if I forget, I'll just have to <laughs> let her know, like, look, I need to know the stance on that.
3: If if she's heard that story, she won't forget. I can guarantee you that much.
7: Yeah, (laughs) she might have it ready for me the first practice.
2: (laughs) Well, spare deodorant. We got some spare over here. If she
1: she has a goodie bag for all the players and deodorant's in there, you you know where it came from. The idea.
7: (laughs) Yep.
3: (laughs) And when you went home up to up to uh, the Twin Cities, was there any good pizza that you ate? Because I need some sort of encouragement living here in Texas where there's never any good pizza. Did you get any?
7: Uh, I actually didn't. But I did go to this restaurant. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mike. How
3: can I live vicariously through you <laughs> and you let me down like this?
7: But, but I did go to this place called the Lowry. It's so good. I had a really good Nashville chicken sandwich.
1: Mm, that sounds
3: good. Okay.
7: Yeah, well, that's good
1: okay. stuff. That's good that sounds stuff. good. All right. All right. We'll leave it there. Well, you, you know what's with Mike, you had to bring the pizza. You know that. And yeah. um, and we're glad you're bringing the deodorant. Uh, I, I was sitting
3: I, I've been sitting next to my front door waiting for somebody to mail me some frozen Fat Lorenzo's or Cassettes pizzas, and it didn't happen. It's been a little depressing down here.
1: Or your own. <laughs> All right. Adelia, we'll save she you. She sent you time. a
3: salad, Mike. That's she oh, a salad. Not that. She's, she must have talked to my wife. Have <laughs> a salad, man.
1: Exactly. Adelia, the Illini gal, McKenzie, always good to talk with you. And uh, congrats again on the big decision this week for the program. We'll talk with you next week and look forward to kind of keeping up with the team and how things are going. Um, we're really excited you're on with us and we can kind of uh, follow the journey through your eyes. We appreciate it.
7: Yeah, I appreciate you guys.
1: All right, take care. She's the Illini gal, Adelia McKenzie, right here on the Sports Spectacular, uh, as always. Stay with us. Much more to come here on the show. We're just getting started. Uh, This is the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys radio network.
6: At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you provides opportunities for growth, and it's much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at BC Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini.
1: Enjoying the game? Log on to IlliniGuys.com and join in the conversation. Our game room offers real-time chat from our team of experts and analysts to enhance your game experience. And IlliniGuys.com offers insider information on recruiting and team prep that you just won't find anywhere else, with hundreds of articles and podcasts for you to enjoy. Sign up now and become eligible for free $1,000 scholarships. The seven-day free trial makes it a no-brainer. Get in the know with IlliniGuys.com.
0: We all make more than 35,000 decisions a day. Most are small, but some can be life-changing.
5: When it comes to taking care of yourself, the most important choices can be hard to make. Like having a tough conversation instead of ignoring a buddy's
6: call.
0: Or being there for support, not assuming things will just get better. Make the decision to be there for the veterans in your life, for your community,
1: for yourself. Learn more at BeThereForVeterans.com.
6: You're listening to The Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com, on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio. And
1: for those of you who uh, check out our show every week, you know that we don't only talk Illini. We, we branch out, discuss some other things. about the NFL moves this week, guys? My man Matt Ryan, former NFL MVP, going to the Colts. And I and I'm so impressed, not surprised at all. Suit and tie, and and did all the media in Indy uh, this week. Um, you know, I know he's at the the tail end, and I hope he still has something to give because there's not a classier guy in sports than Matt Ryan.
2: Yeah, you know the Colts. Colts had a good season. A good, I think it's a good fit. You never know. You get that, you know, put a put a good defense with a quarterback who's kind of at the end. Reminds me, remember the Broncos took Peyton Manning right at the end, and they end up winning a Super Bowl. So you just never know.
1: And we've had yeah, that the last couple of years, guys, with uh, Matt Stafford making a, make it a change. First year wins a title. Tom Brady, same thing. I mean, it's possible.
3: Yeah, and I have no idea how many games Deshaun Watson's going to be uh, penalized for potentially by the NFL, but that Cleveland team has got a good offensive line. They've got uh, running backs. I mean, and I, I think they're going to be tough. But let's let's really let's let's talk for a minute about what this these trades have done to poor Mel Kuyper, who's having to redo his first round picks every four seconds because yeah. people keep trading first round draft
2: picks. Mel, <laughs> we're with you. So you give you know, you kind of look at I you talk about quarterbacks. Think about Aaron Rodgers gets the big contract. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes got the big contract last offseason, yeah. and then they can't keep their star receivers because they have to pay their quarterbacks so yeah. much. So it's kind of you know, it's kind of a it's a strange conundrum in the NFL that maybe we don't see as much in other in the other sports where they keep those guys together.
1: Yeah, you're, you're Make, right. Yeah. And, and it makes it. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike.
3: It, it makes you really uh, notice why Tom Brady wins, because he doesn't take those big contracts uh, that he could take. And then his team has more room for players for him to throw the ball to block for him, et cetera.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Matt Ryan was going to set the record for the largest cap number ever in NFL history with 46 million or something. And then you're right in Kansas city. I mean, yeah, Mahomes got the big deal. You knew at some point you'd have to 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 get rid of somebody. You lose Tyreek Hill, who may be the fastest most explosive receiver in the NFL six time pro bowler. He goes to Miami and gets a fat deal. I mean, you're exactly right, but that's where the salary cap comes in, and that's where again, with the quarterbacks making giant money, it's something, some something somewhere has to uh, has to give. Hey, uh, speaking of something you had to give in Pittsburgh, and uh, and that's a restaurant finally giving in to the Will of Brad Sturdy. We we challenged you last week. What'd you find?
2: So first of all, got to go to the the well known Promonti Brothers. Great subs. They put the fries on there. They got the coleslaw, a little tomato on there on the bread, stacked with meat fantastic sandwiches but i gotta tell you about a little hole in the wall restaurant if you're in pittsburgh okay wings suds and spuds now the weird part is all you guys are i'm sure all of our you know millions of listeners here across the the state of illinois and across the united states are going to run to pittsburgh and go there they only have about 10 tables and 10 seats at the bar but i'm telling you what these wings are awesome fantastic wings really great people some cold beverages, craft beers, different things. And, and it was, it was great, man. I, I, I i there may have may or may not have been 16 wings that went through, um, went, went, went past my lips. I don't know. Maybe.
3: Well, at least you're on a diet now.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not going to mention that the loaded cheese fries that came before the wings. <laughs> so, uh, large, large order of loaded cheese fries that I didn't expect to be that big. Uh, they came and I, but I felt like I didn't have anywhere to put them. I'm in Pittsburgh. What am I gonna do? I gotta eat them. Right, I right. Can't, well, I can't know where, I, I can't just throw them away. Yeah,
3: you know what? You you can't have unfinished business, Brad.
1: You gotta exactly. you gotta put them down, man. Represent, right. represent.
2: Remember yeah, that. And- remember that. It's like back when Mike when like when you were a kid in the war era where it was the clean plate thing. You had to clean the plate when you were in like World War One and World War I think, II. I think I think you're you talking Vietnam and,
3: apparently when <laughs> that was going on when like, well, I was like <laughs> and we got Larry saying represent. I can't get Larry to eat two pieces of pizza. I'm like literally we'll split a pizza. I'll have like three quarters of the pizza gone. Larry's got one piece gone. And I'm like,
2: <laughs> hey. is he eating at all? When when Larry was with me, uh, he ate some because I took him to some good pizza. He got some good stuff in Indy, right?
1: That's right. That place was outstanding. <laughs> and I and I only I only didn't eat the rest because I wanted my son to taste it. So I saved the yeah. last two pieces for. Otherwise, I would have finished my plate like Brad did. That's right. Yeah. That's
2: and a- I took Joe's too. Brought home to my-
1: <laughs> our photographer Joe Clark. Sadly, yeah. it was. Yeah, I felt so bad for him. Yeah.
3: I, no Sorry, pizza Joe. makes, no pizza makes it home at our place. <laughs> it all gets finished in the restaurant. <laughs> I used to have a, I used to have a buddy who, who would walk around monocles before we sat down and anybody who left pizza on the plate, on the tray, he would grab it. And then he would sit down. The monocle guys would come up to us like, Do you guys need to order. We go. Yeah. He goes, I just helped you clean the, clean the restaurant. And then he would eat whatever people left behind as we were waiting for our pizza to get delivered,
1: yeah, I felt bad. Joe, Joe was still contemplating, and Brad goes, "He gets his, he gets his, to go box." He Goes, "No, I'll take that."
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, All
1: leadership. Joe. <laughs> that's right. Somebody has to
2: take charge.
1: That's right. <laughs> Over. That's, that's making the executive decision. There you go. Hey, we've got to say uh goodbye again. We're out of time. Unfortunately, I'm getting a wrap here. The signal, uh, two hours once again comes and goes way too fast. Hey, thanks to the former Alani Brett Melton for stopping by and sharing his thoughts. We really appreciate it. Hopefully, he'll come on again sometime. demonte and Adelia, the Alani guy and Alani Gal. Uh fun to have laughs with them as well. For Ked, Matt, Brad, Mike, and all the Alani guys. I'm Larry. We appreciate you. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next week. Go Illini. ILL. Illini.
6: This has been a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network on these same stations across Illinois.